Hello, this is episode 48 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony, sitting right next to me as always is my pal, the Quincy. You want to try that hello again? That was so unnatural. Hello, humans. I am not a Roman. <laughs> we can try it again. No, let's just keep going. Let's roll it. Okay. Well, I'm trying to, trying to find my voice still. After 48 episodes, I'm still trying to find my voice. And I'm getting there. Hello. I think. Humans. <laughs> I think I'm getting there. Uh, we're both getting there. Um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, hope you all are doing well out there in internet land. <laughs> Again, trying to get my voice. I'm not restarting this. We're gonna, this is, you're going to crash and burn with uh, this. That's fine. We'll get right into it. Uh, look, we're a couple of days away from the Super Bowl. Uh, but before we you know, we really look into that game and, and make our predictions, um, we're going to look back at the season as a whole, um, see how we how our predictions early in the season, you know, or during the season fared. Um and then we're going to look at our uh, individual player bets, I guess, that we made. Mm-hmm. And just kind of wrap up just with, uh, I guess, an overall, just an overall, I guess, wrap up of the season. You know, our thoughts of how things went. You're such a wordsmith. Yeah. Because really, at, frankly, at this point, um, I'm really bored with football. Boo. I like both teams in the Super Bowl. Um but just with all the controversy going on. Save that for a Super Bowl pod, okay? I'm ready to move on. Yeah, My Super Bowl is the MVP vote, even though it's kind of hard to say what yeah. probably won't win. Spoiler alert! <laughs> right. All right, you ready? Let's jump into it. So, first thing we're going to start with is our team over-unders. See who uh, was the best this year. Uh, starting with the NFC East. Dallas this year was over-under 7.5 wins. We both went under ten and six. <laughs> we both suck because they finally broke through the eight and eight uh, hell they've been the last three or four seasons and went twelve and four. So that's an X for both of us. Good for them though. I, who saw that coming? I mean, they lost to Marcus Ware and they lost what Sean Lee to begin the season to a torn ACL. Yep. And their defense was already bad last year. And it, who knew they would actually find a running game? Yeah, I mean, Murray has always, you know, people have always liked Murray as, you know, a guy that can carry the load, but, boy, I mean, this guy carried enough for two teams, essentially. Yeah. I told you about the contract they tried to give him, right? They, like, four years, $15 million. Wow. Boy, he's a smart <laughs> man. <laughs> if I'm Murray, I am packing my things and heading anywhere but there. Yeah. Oh, chances that Adrian Peterson is a cowboy next year. Just popping in my head. Just give me a percentage. Uh, I'll go 25%. I'm going 40. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. No point lie. All right. I think they make a, make a play for Murray. I think they try to resign him. Really? Yeah. I feel like the way they treat him during the season, they just kind of ran to the ground because it was his contract year. So you're like, oh, thanks for getting us to the playoffs and good luck in your future <laughs> endeavors. Uh, next team, New York Giants. The over-under was eight. Uh, we both went under. I went seven and nine. You went six and ten, and you were correct, sir. Giants finished six and ten. Six and ten. <sighs> both got the under. I mean, I have nothing interesting to say about the Giants except for the incredible season of Odell Beckham Jr. See, I think that is the interesting thing yeah, to say about the Giants. Like, not just Odell Beckham, but next year, as long as Victor Cruz comes back healthy, that's a pretty dynamic offense. Those are two top. Receivers that a lot of teams can't say they have that those kind of two receivers of that caliber. Very few teams. I mean, the Patriots can't say that, and the, the Seahawks can't even say that. The two teams that are in the Super Bowl this year. So, you know, I think they've got That's a lot of work true, to do. But oh, you know, you know, outside of the offense, but I, I would rather have Russell Wilson or Tom Brady <laughs> than Eli Manning, and as That's a fact, true. yeah, That's you true. never know what Eli you're getting from game to game. Uh, you, you know what you're getting about two interceptions a game, uh, at least. Sad. Uh, okay, next, Philadelphia. Their under over was nine. We both went over. I went 11 and five. You went 10 and six. And they finished this year 10 and six. six. So, a win for both of us. You got it exact yet again. Uh, 10 and six and still didn't make the playoffs. Uh, that's just a testament to the improvement in other divisions, you know, most notably the Lions. 
I don't think anybody anticipated the Lions to be as good as they were this year. Uh, can we say the Chip Kelly thing is not a fad? I mean, this is two years that he's had uh, double-digit wins. I think he's a you guys here, he, here to stay. He's a professional NFL coach, definitely. Um, and if they can find a way to trade up to get Marcus Mariota, wow, um, <laughs> a guy who knows the system better than anybody in the league right now, any quarterback in the league. Excuse and, me. And they did this without Deshaun Jackson. Jeremy Macklin finally stayed healthy for an entire year and yeah. became a number one receiver. And they did this on basically a down year for LaShawn McCoy as well. You would know. Yes, I would. <laughs> Fantasy. Last team is the Washington professional team. Their over-under was 7.5. You went under 7-9. I went over with the 8-8 eight and eight record, and they finished 4-12. and 12. Uh, so you got that one, like three and one. They were choking dogs. Can we just say that? Yeah, I mean, is this it for Robert Griffin the third? Is he will he not be a Redskin next year? Hmm. I I can see them get saying the um, you know the owners. What's his name? Uh, Dan Snyder. Thank you, Dan Snyder. Um, he was in love with RG three when he traded all those draft picks for him. I can see him saying, "Give him one more year," because he was he was injured last year. Yeah, that's true. And if it doesn't work this the next year with uh, RG three and Gruden, then they both might be gone. <laughs> that's a possibility as well. I didn't even think about that. I figured, you know, Gruden's the guy, but he could very well be on his way out as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a pretty pretty messed up team. To, you know, it's just. All sorts of, you know, <laughs> befuddled or just messy, I don't know. From the name situ- situation, teammates taking shots at each other in the media. It's just It's a very befuddling situation. I think they should just burn it down, sell, sell off any parts they can get and just start all over again. Just go into a complete rebuild. Yeah, I mean, might as well. I mean, you know, they're not going to get any better anytime soon at this point. Not in this division. Even... With the talent around them, they're still just the third, the third best team, yeah. and just barely. I, you say maybe they're better than the Giants, um, Be, because I cannot get that sensational rookie year that RG three had out of my mind. I still think he's capable of that, and if he is, I think that makes Washington a better team than New England. I mean, than uh, New York. It'd be tough. I mean. I don't know. You still have to, you still have to be a dynamic player in Beckham on that team as well. So, but you know, RG three definitely affects the outcome more so than Beckham probably. Healthy, effective RG three. Right, right. All right, moving on to the north side. First team, Chicago. Their over under was eight and a half. We both went over. I went ten and six. You went nine and seven. They finished five and eleven. Boy, they just fell. From the sky out of nowhere. Smoking Jay Cutler. No caring. Ah, <laughs> uh, that defense is not what it was. Wait a minute, your boy Jay Cutler. Yeah, he just he man. Would you trade for him? Yeah, I think so. Even with that contract. Well, yeah, that's always an issue. You know, money aside, yeah, I would. I mean, he's he's still a pretty big guy. He's got a good arm. You know, when he's. Focused, I guess. <laughs> when he's focused, so never then. Right. Would you? Would you? Okay. Would you rather take RG three or Jay Cutler? Um, I, me personally, I would take Cutler just because I do like you know the traditional pocket passer, you know, more so than, than you know RG three. I mean, don't get me wrong, RG three is a, is dynamic. Um, does have the arm? He's got the arm strength to you know to be a pocket passer, but you know he he's made it clear he's that's not his game. Um, and even though, you know, uh, was it, I guess, a spread offense? That's what he would be? Yeah, it's more of a spread West Coast offense. Yeah, I mean, you know, those those offenses are on the rise. You know, guys like Griffin are, are not as rare anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I think there's just something about being, a, you know, being a pocket passer that, you know, can, you know, really, you can... You can depend on still. I think for me, I would rather take RG three. Yeah. Um, for two reasons: the contract. Okay. That's a killer, and the age. RG three is twenty five, twenty six. 
colors were 32. 30, 32? Might be 31 or 32. Oh, I'm going to go with you. Yeah, I'm going to take the younger guy with the better contract. Huh. Hopefully with the better wheels. Next team, Detroit. Their over-under was 8.5 wins. We both went under. I went 6 and 10. You went 8 and 8. And we were both terribly horribly wrong. Detroit finished 11 and 5 and made that as the wild card. This division is killer. Yeah, I mean, the, I think they were the, the difference maker in. Well, clearly, I mean, record wise, they were clearly the difference maker in Philadelphia missing out on the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, this. This is this division overall. I think is on the rise. I think. Do you have anything about Detroit? Um, why, defense can, defense played great. I was going to ask you. Do you remember why we were so down in Detroit? Was it just the defense we didn't believe in? I think you you've always underrated Matt Stafford. I have yes. Um, but true. I don't know if we talked about that. Or, I mean, or we talked about it later on in the season. But I'm not sure if we talked about it during our predictions. Um. I think it's really the defense. Can we have an argument about Matt Stafford being being better just because Kyler Johnson and Golden Tate? Uh, probably. I wouldn't. I think so. <laughs> I, if you remember, please let us know, people. Uh, we don't listen to our old stuff. Yeah. Moving on, Green Bay. Their over-under was 10.5 wins. We both went over. I picked them 12-4. and four. You picked 11-5. and five, And Green Bay finished exactly 12-4. and four. No surprise there. Yeah. I mean... Rodgers, best quarterback in the league right now. Definitely, yeah. No doubt about that. I should know. Fantasy! Yeah, there you go. Um, you know, I would have liked to see him in the Super Bowl, but, you know, he can't do it all. No, he, he cannot. Did, that. did um, you Did you see his um, interview after the Seattle game? He was taking a couple shots at the head coach where, you know, he was saying they weren't aggressive enough. Settling for field goals, settling for touchdowns. Yeah, that's and he can't control that. I mean, he can only and he he does so much already. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, what more can you ask of this guy? Um, you ask for your defense to you know hold a team down when you're up by two scores. That would be nice. Absolutely. Um, but they'll they'll be back there again next year, mm-hmm. barring any kind of injury. Last team in Minnesota, their over under was six. We both went under. You picked five and eleven. I went four and twelve, and they finished seven and nine. We both missed that one. Yeah, um, you know, I think just looking at the team, um, when you have a guy like Adrian Peterson on your team, before I'm talking before the incident, when you have a guy like a superstar like Adrian Peterson on your team, mm-hmm. there's a lot of attention that. You probably don't need. I mean, you, it's always good to have attention mm-hmm. because it means you've got a top player on your team. Uh, but when the rest of your team is not not even close to being on the same level as your top player, that attention can be a little waning. I think on a team. So I think once he was out of the picture, the microscope wasn't as big on the team anymore. Mm-hmm. And they got to play under the radar the rest of the way. Um, they let guys like... They had no choice. You know, Bridgewater had to come up and, and you know, get his career started. And he is a franchise quarterback. He just proves that the college workout things are so stupid. He had his... Remember, he had a college workout and he was inaccurate mm-hmm. and people were just killing him. He was, they say he wasn't a franchise player. He was a second or third rounder at best. And it's like you just completely ignore the two or three years on tape that he had when he played at Louisville. Yeah. The tape matters more than the workout. And this proves it yet again. Right. And, and I think, you know, going back to Peterson, it's like you've got a guy like that. He clearly didn't not make – he didn't make anybody on his team better. Because out of all these years, if he's – you know, he's a great player, but a, he's a really – Good player, a great player, but a really great player makes everybody else on your team better. And you know, he, he, you know, I think it's safe to say he, he really didn't do that. 
Um, well, it's hard to do that when you're in a courtroom for half the year. No, no, I'm talking before that. Before they, they, all that. They made the playoffs last year, didn't they? Or two years ago when he ran for like 2,000 yards. Two years ago. Yeah. yeah. But they've, they've always been inconsistent, though. Um, but so I think with a guy like that out of the picture, um, no distractions really, and a team that's where all of your players are kind of on the same level, mm-hmm. I think it allowed them to gel together. And string a few more wins. Definitely more than either one of us predicted. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, moving to the NFC West. Arizona, the over-under at the end of the year was seven and a half wins. We, no, I'm sorry, I went under seven and nine. You went over at eight and eight. And you win because Arizona went 11 and five. Um. I sucked in the young. It's all about the defense, really. Oh, yeah, I mean they had they have a good they had a good quarterback in Carson Palmer. Mm-hmm. Um, two young, well, a young receiver and what's his name, Michael Floyd. Yes, Floyd. Uh, you know, veteran guy to, to you know mentor Floyd and Fitzgerald, um, but still not a prolific offense by any stretch of the imagination, even with Carson Palmer. Uh, and then when he went down with the injury. You know, it was really up in the air, and they were able to, you know, the defense was able to, you know, just hold it together still. Bold prediction for me is um, Larry Fitzgerald now on that team next year, and I will even pick a team for him. Next year, Larry Fitzgerald is playing in, again, drum roll. San Francisco, their over-under to begin the year was 10.5. We both went under, just barely. We both went 10-6, and six, and they finished 8-8. Eight and eight. So that's a win for both of us. 8-8. Eight eight. Uh, wait, what was it again? 10.5. And we went under? Yep, we both picked them to go 10-6. So uh, gotcha. we went under, but we, we didn't go under enough. Correct. Um, yeah, it's just a weird year. I mean, it's a testament to that team's talent that they were able to go eight and eight with all the things that were going on in between the head coach and ownership. The, uh, yeah, ownership. Apparently, Jed York <laughs> did everything except pack Harbaugh's bags in order to get to Michigan. Yeah, and here's how you know you screwed up when the rest of the teams in the division are like, "Whew, thank God that Harbaugh guy isn't there anymore." <laughs> I don't think there's anybody crying in Seattle. Arizona or St. Louis, that um, Harbaugh isn't there to coach at San Francisco anymore. Yeah, um, this team, I mean, clearly was distracted by everything, um, and they didn't they, help that Colin Kaepernick took a step backwards. They all underperformed. And Those long as ostrich legs. <laughs> the team underperformed, and like I said, Kaepernick regressed. Really, mm-hmm. he's got a good arm. You know, he's he's. Mobile, uh, but he just he just really took a step back, and it's a shame. How many more years do you think Frank Gore has as an elite running back? Uh, I don't think, I don't think he. I think the decline has already started. So you think this is it? Yeah, he didn't have a great year this year. I had him on my team. I oh, should yeah. know. <laughs> I should know. Hashtag the fancy struggle. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, he, he'll still be a good rec- uh, running back, you know. Um, but I don't think he's going to be viewed as, a, as a, a threat anymore. Agreed. I think they're going to have to start relying more on Carlos Hyde um, and whoever else they have at running back. Okay, I tell you. Next team on the list, the Seattle Seahawks. Their over under going to year was eleven wins. We both had them over. You at thirteen and three, me at twelve and four. They finished the year at twelve and four. Damn, I got that one exactly. Yeah. Doesn't happen that often, people. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised that they lost four. Uh, I'm not surprised that they won twelve. Um, 
I feel like we'll have more to say about them when we talk about the Super Bowl later on. Yeah, what more is there to say? They're in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, Again. But, you know, looking at the regular season, what, they lost to Dallas, uh, which is, I think was a shock because it was in Seattle. And uh, they lost on the road to St. Louis. And that team, you know. Well, St. Louis upset the Broncos, so they had a little... seems like St. Louis is upsetting everybody. All their wins, it seems like, seemed like were upsets. Yeah, let's go. The St. Louis right now. St. Louis, the over-under was 7.5. I went over at 8-8. Eight, eight. You went under at 6-10. St. Louis ended up 6-10. You got that one exactly. Yeah, and that was before... Um, we. I remember we recorded our prediction episode that included the, the Rams... Uh, and I think like the next day was when they announced that Bradshaw, Bradford uh, was out for the year. Oh, okay then. That's <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. I'm standing by my prediction if that was true. Because <laughs> they probably would have got to eight or nine wins if um, Bradford had stayed healthy the entire year. You went four and zero in this division. We're taking you to Vegas next year. Um, next one up, we're going to the dreadful, awful, very no good NFC South. Oh, oh, yeah, exactly. You, I think I might go 0-4 in this one. <laughs> I don't think so. I think we both nailed uh, one team at least. All right, start at the top. Atlanta, over under, eight and a half wins. I went over at 9-7. and seven. You went under at 7-9. Atlanta finishes 6-10. and 10. Oh, God. What happened to them? You got that one. Defense, I guess. They have the offense to, you know... They clearly have the, the offense. I'm skipping through this because <laughs> it's just pathetic. Carolina, over under 8.5. I went under an 8.8. Eight. You went over at 9 and 7. Carolina finished 7, 8, and 1. So <laughs> that is a win for me. Sorry to disappoint you. Oh, man. The Eagles had to stay at home at six and ten, while the Carolina Panthers made the playoffs at seven, eight, and one. And you're just disappointed because you didn't get a six and ten team into the playoffs. <laughs> that was like your dream. I wanted to happen, man. I was like, "Come on, we're so close. We're so close." Um, here's something we weren't close on: New Orleans over under ten and a half wins. We both took the over. I was thirteen and three. You were twelve and four. They finished the year at seven and nine. What happened with that team? They had no home court advantage, uh, home field advantage, and their defense was just terrible. Yeah, they need to start putting out some bounties again. Oh, too soon. Oh, whatever. Get over it, New Orleans. <laughs> um, well, Drew Brees just wasn't Drew Brees. He wasn't as accurate as he was. He still he still led the league in passing yards. Did he? Yeah, he tied. He literally tied with Ross, Roethlisberger for number one. Four thousand, like not they came what they came up like thirty yards short of five thousand. You sure about this? I'm almost certain. Right, I'll check real quick. Internet uh, is fighting. Yeah. Just give me the postseason. I don't want the postseason. Uh-oh. Give me the regular season. Bad computer. Bad. Oh, you're right. They did tie. What the hell? Oh, it was. He had 33 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. Those interceptions jumped up. Yeah. And what was the pass rating at? Still pretty high. 97. Yeah. It, all right. Just terrible. And last but. Last but maybe least, last and least, Tampa Bay over under was seven. We both went under. I had six and ten. You had five and eleven. Where did they finish? Two and fourteen. Wow. So that is a win for both of us. That Lovey Smith uh, doesn't seem to be helping these guys too much. Yeah. Let's see. So all in all, how did you do in the NFC South? Is, we just skipped over Tampa Bay. There's nothing to talk about. No, go, go and ask me. What do you guys say about Tampa Bay? With the number one pick? <laughs> the Bucks In the NFL draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select James Winston. Really? Yeah. 
You really think they're going to take Winston over Mariota? Hometown guy, yeah. yeah. They'll sell tickets that way. You know what helps sell tickets? Winning. So you went 10 and 6. Oh, hold on. All right. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. You went 10 and 6, and I went not 10 and 6. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 7, and 9. 7 and 9. Yeah. Look at you, Benjamin. Yeah. It's time to move to the... The east side. I mean, to the AFC. Ready? Sure. We have nothing else to say on the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, Mike. Uh, what's his name? The wide receiver. Mike Williams. Mike. Not Mike Williams, is it? Mike Evans. Mike Evans. You no. say Mike Williams, who was the old Tampa Bay wide receiver. I almost said Mike Jones. <laughs> Mike Jones. Do you know Mike Jones's phone number? No, no I don't. Two eight one three three zero eight zero zero four. Did he ever change the number? No. Oh my god. Hit me up on the low because Mike Jones about to blow. Did you ever call the number when you were there? No. Why not? <laughs> you want to call the number? You can call it right now. I, I wouldn't know what to say. <laughs> it's disconnected. Don't worry about it. All right, moving to the AFC. I'm gonna start with the East. Buffalo. Their over under for the year was. Six and a half wins. We both went over. I said eight and eight. You said seven and nine. Buffalo ended up nine and seven. So we both get that one. That's big. I mean, they uh, are finally over eight, uh, nine, uh, Mount 500 since like the Clinton administration. Yeah. They have a really good defense. Mm-hmm. They are a quarterback away from. Contending for a wild card spot. Yeah, that's pretty much and it. a coach away since uh, <laughs> since their coach stepped down and so. took four million dollars to boot. Yeah, I guarantee they didn't see that coming. No, nobody did. <laughs> What's their coach's name? Malone. Uh, Marone. 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 Man, can you imagine what? Like, and apparently, from what the players say, that they didn't get any kind of. Notice or anything like that. They just found out through a text message. So why did he? Why did he walk away? The rumors are he walked away because he thought there was going to be more opportunities out there, and also he was clashing with the front office. Uh, is he? Is he already settled on a coordinator position? Isn't that what happened? I know. Yeah. I know he got four million dollars. Hey, you can take your time with that. Kind yeah, of I think so. Moving on, Miami over under seven and a half wins. We both went under at six and ten, and Miami ended up eight and eight. So we both screwed and lose out on that one. Yeah, uh, Tannehill really stepped it up this year, and I, so I certainly didn't expect it. So good for him. The only thing about I know about Tannehill is that his wife is hot. <laughs> That's all I know. Uh, moving on, New England. Their over under was eleven. We both went over. You went fourteen and two. I went twelve and four, and he finished exactly twelve and four. Why you went really high? It's the Patriots. I know, but fourteen and two. Hey, either go big or go home. No, it's not really saying much. It's the Patriots. (laughs) I have no comment that won't get me in trouble right now. Moving on, New York Jets over under was seven. I went over at eight and eight. You went under at five and eleven, and they finished. Four and twelve. So that one's on you, buddy. You win. That's interesting. Well, no, it's not interesting at all. It's not surprising at all. That team is a mess. And uh, have they already hired? Uh, yeah, they did hire a head coach, right? Did they? Yes. Jesus Christ! Why oh, the uh, coordinator from Arizona. I have no idea what his name is. He's a black guy. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Todd Boyles, is that it? Bowles. Bowles. Hey, I will call black people what I want to. They all look the same to me, all right? <laughs> all right, moving so on. So wrong. <laughs> <laughs> moving on to the AFC. Right here, our- folks, uh, in case you haven't already discovered, uh, our pal DeQuincy is, uh, is a black man. Damn straight. <laughs> uh, so just just letting you, letting, you know, get that out there. Word. <laughs> Baltimore, over under eight and a half. 
We so both, you can say those things. I can and I did. <laughs> <laughs> we both picked over. You went ten six. I went nine and seven. They ended up where's Baltimore? Ten and six. Both got that one. Keep yeah. on chugging along, Baltimore. I don't like them. They. What is your hatred of Baltimore? Well, this year they uh, they booted us out of the uh, wild card. Technically, we booted ourselves out of the wild card. Well, yeah, I mean, you really can't blame anybody but yourself at this point. But, um, I don't know, I've just never been a Baltimore fan. <laughs> you saw the wire, it's like, no, this isn't <laughs> for me. It's a terrible place to live. Was that it? I really want to know what happened to you just to hate Baltimore with all your heart and soul. Um, I don't know. Just I've always found them just to be a boring team. Even when they had Ray Lewis, yeah, and T Sizzle, yeah, pretty much. I think it's uh, just because at the time I didn't appreciate a great defense um, more so than I do now, mm-hmm. and they didn't have an offense back in the day, and so it's just kind of carried over since then. But that's probably. That's probably the uh, the best way I can describe it. Okay. Um, going to the next team, Cincinnati. Their over-under was 9. I went under at 8-8. Eight and eight. You went over at 10-6. and six, And you win that one. Cincinnati ended up 10-5-1. Damn these ties. So what is there to say about Cincinnati? Uh, they just can't get it done in the playoffs. They literally get to the playoffs just to say they were in the playoffs. <laughs> and that's about One it. One and done. Thanks for showing up. Here's your ticket home. <laughs> we'll see you on the playoffs yeah. next year. To be um, wild card fodder yet again. Yeah. The Who has more pressure on going into next year? Andy Dalton or their head coach whose name escapes me? Marvin Lewis? Thank you. Andy Dalton. Why is that? Because... Marvin Lewis has been the coach for what twenty years now, <laughs> and he's made the playoffs out, out of those twenty years like twenty times, <laughs> and he's still here. They haven't won a playoff game. If, if they hadn't fired him by now, I wouldn't be sweating a thing. You are absolutely right for one reason, one reason only, because the owners of the Bengals are freaking cheapskates. <laughs> They're not going to fire him, hire another coach, and then have to be paying both of them at the same time. They are such cheap skates. I swear to you. That's the only reason why he's still in this team. I mean, at this point, it's like... We are what we are. Yeah. And just, we just accept it. All right, moving on. The Cleveland Browns. Over under six and a half wins. We both went under. You went four and 12. I went six and 10. Cleveland ended up the year seven and nine. That's huge. What? what? Wow. That's right. They were in playoff contention for a while there. They were. And then uh, just kind of all unraveled. That quarterback situation really really threw them for a loop. Because they, I mean, I think it's just ridiculous that, you know, they're in the thick, in the middle of a, of a playoff chase. Uh-huh. And they're going to decide to throw a rookie, uh, a controversial rookie at that, um, into the fray. You know. Well, at the time, their starting quarterback... Um, Poyer wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire. Um, yeah, but I think at, you know for that, then you go get a, a veteran quarterback. You know who's used to the kind of that kind of pressure, the, this kind of situation. Well, you know that uh, they went, they tried to sign back uh, Rex Grossman, and he just flat out turned them down. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, you can only do so much. Yeah, so I mean, that really, really cost them. It really hurt them. Um, just because, you know, whether or not Manziel, you know, like he said, you know, he leading up to the to the starting job, you know, he he still wasn't taking it completely seriously, you know, because he figured he was just going to ride the bench all year. I get that, and while you know he should have been more prepared, I still think it's unfair to just toss a rookie. You know, I think it's tough to toss a rookie in the middle of a playoff. Chase. Hey, if that's all you got, that's all you got. Yeah, no. What what can you do? Try again next year. Yeah. What the, all right. 
what do you think about Josh Gordon? I mean, what do you do in this situation now? I mean, if you're the Browns, yeah, there's nothing you can do. You have to help him because you can't trade him. You're not going to get anything close to what his value is. And you can't release him because, you know, you still have that hope that one day he puts it together and becomes that dominant force that he was two years ago. Yeah. But when when would you just say, you know what, enough is enough? Because this guy, you know, yeah, I guess they haven't done, you know, they haven't really taken the best courses of action. They haven't, I guess, said, look, you need to go to rehab or you need to do this or something because, you know, this guy has been dealing with this stuff since college, you know, and it's clearly, there's clearly no sign of him you know, seeking help or maturing at this time, you know, on his own. And clearly he needs some sort of, you know, kick in the pants to to get him going. At this point, you just need to have, like, 24-hour security around him, like the Cowboys did with Dez Bryant when he first came in. Just have, like, a bodyguard and a, a social guardian, somebody to keep him from doing these stupid things. And you just hope that one day he... You know, wakes up and snaps out of it and becomes a productive member of society. And uh, how much longer doing stupid things? But how much longer do you give them? How, how much longer? You know, is there a window that that you that you think is is realistic or is fair? Because I think you give this guy another year, and if he can't get it together, then you gotta you gotta cut it. I mean, you gotta cut ties. I agree with you, but don't underestimate the um, the fear that GMs have of being called stupid. Because nothing nothing puts fear in the heart of owners, general managers more than a knucklehead putting it together two or year, two or three years down the road and becoming a dominant force in the league. Yeah, but I think that's what that's what is what's going to keep him in the league. But at this point, he's making he's making those GMs already look stupid because. He hasn't shown any signs of changing, um, and yet he's still getting paid quite well to boot. So, I mean, is he? You know, are these GMs not already looking foolish? You're asking the wrong person, there, buddy. I probably would just. I don't want to say that I would just quit and just say, "Oh, well, we can't help you," and just throw him out on the street. Well, no, they they haven't even made an attempt to help him, and that's the thing. You know, I think you you got the team needs to intervene now at this point. Make the attempt, and if he can't get it together with your help, then okay, then you know, nice knowing you. Probably, there's no more helping him, unfortunately. I just don't know what's going on. I I mean, he smoked weed. And that's the thing. I mean, look. I get it, you know, and the legalities of marijuana use is changing across the country. But you that doesn't that doesn't change um, the rules that are set forth by your employer. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. You interrupted me. Sorry, because his first suspension was because of weed, um, and his last suspension was because he was on probation and he got caught with alcohol in the system. And, you know, if you're on probation, you have to follow the rules of, of you know... The terms, the yeah. The terms, the terms. No alcohol, you have a curfew, you have to report in, and things like that. And if he can't get it together now, I don't know when he will. I mean, yeah. I seriously worry about him. I hope he can put together and better his life, but it just feels like if it's not going to happen now with all the mistakes he's made and... Losing a, a year and losing money, it's like, when is it gonna, well, that light bulb gonna click on for this guy? Yeah. I blame Johnny Benzel. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Party and Johnny. Right? A bad, a bad seed, a bad influence. He was like, hey, Josh, you want something? Josh was like, nah, man. Josh was like, come on, man, just a little bit of drink. Come on, man. LeBron's over there doing it. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Boom, that's how he got him. That's well, the worry I'm thinking. Come on, man. Like, you know, seriously. You don't want Drizzy to think you, you, ain't, you ain't with it. <laughs> wow. With it? <laughs> oh, yes. I went there. Wow. 
<laughs> with it. Okay. Uh, moving on to the next one. Oh, I'm sorry. With it. <laughs> You're either neither, either, either. Pittsburgh, over under the start of the year was eight and a half wins. We both went under. Six and ten for you. Four and twelve for me. We were both fools because Pittsburgh finished eleven and five. And I did it already early in an earlier podcast, but I'll say it again. I apologize to Pittsburgh, to the to the Pittsburgh organization, um, because I thought they were done. Mm-hmm. You know, clearly they were too old. Um, At least to, we thought they were to even win. You know. Two games, much less. <laughs> Eleven. Um, I offer no apologies to their fans, just because, you know, they they were... I'm an old Oilers guy, you know, they were they were our rivals, and I make no apologies to the fans. It's that team, I do apologize to that man. I was dead wrong. I will admit that I was dead wrong, but I'm not going to apologize, because part of our job is to make informed... Um, guesses and uh, what's what I'm looking for? Uh, observation. observation and you know, guess on what we think is going to happen, and that's what we did. And it was they wrong. looked done, and they looked done. Yeah, they <laughs> looked done at the beginning of the year. Um, and I'm sorry, um, I, I admit that I was wrong. And Pittsburgh, sorry, was much better than I expected. But I'm never going to say I'm sorry for giving my damn opinion. <laughs> Miss me with that. All right, moving on to the AFC West. Oh, is this is this now the toughest division in football? Definitely the toughest one to guess. Because um, at the beginning of the year, we we I think we all agreed that it was the NFC West. Yeah. Um. But if if the Steelers continue to play this way, um, does that change? I mean, does it? And with the improving. Browns, does that make it, again, you know, does it make it a, that much more difficult to, uh, like you said, of course, to predict it's, that, that division, but also to, you know, succeed in that division? I still think the NFC West has the most talent in all football, but I think the four teams in the AFC North are the most equal. You're right, and that's evident by, by the records this year, definitely. So I think all the records will be within, like, this year, they were all within four games of each other. Mm-hmm. So I think they're the most equal balance. It's the most balanced division. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that is the best way to put it. All right. For the West, Denver over under was 11, 11 and a half games. We both went over. You went thirteen and three. I went fourteen and two. And they finished the year twelve and four. So we both hit that one. Why did you go so high on Denver? Oh, don't you remember? I I. My love for Denver, I swore I thought they were going to advance their Super Bowl loss from last year, uh, yes. and they were just going to be a machine that crushed all their foes. The Terminator, the return of the Terminator. Exactly. Unfortunately, Peyton Manning was did not fulfill that dream at oh, the end of the season. No, didn't. No. Um. So I guess the only thing to talk about Denver is is this it for Manning? I think it is. I think he's done. Do you think? Do you think uh, by end? Do you mean? Do you think he retires? Um, no, he's clearly not going to retire. Just because players are stubborn like that. Mm-hmm. Very few admit and call it quits. Call it a day when when the writing's on the wall. Uh-huh. Elway left. You know, he left when when he knew it was time. Um, but historically, players stick around too long. Um, so, should Peyton Manning retire? Yes, I think so. Because after that press conference, he was like, well, i got to process this season. Um, I don't think I've ever heard Peyton Manning say that in terms of returning for another year. Um, I think if you already got that doubt in your mind, then it's going to be tough to really get yourself going for another year. Another grueling year of, of practice and studying film, no matter how much you love it. If you if that doubt's already planted, even in the slightest, um, then I think it's it's time to to step away. Uh, but again, he, he won't, unfortunately. Um, unfortunately, well for him, you know, because he he's he's gonna. I think he's gonna be more susceptible to getting hit a lot worse than he was this year. 
Um, but that's just the way it goes. Players, it's like that with most players. So um, that's where I stand. I think he, he should retire. Okay. Now he clearly, you know, can play, but you know, you, your heart has to be completely in it. Um, and I think those doubts are starting to, to seep in his subconscious now. I don't think he should retire. I don't think he will retire. I think he still has one more elite year in, in him and that arm. And for God's sake, Austin Davis was a starting quarterback in this league. I think Peyton Manning can still be one of the best quarterbacks around. If he wants it. And he has to, he has to want it, though. So, Moving on. Kansas City, their over-under was 8. We both went under. Both picked 7 and 9. Both missed by two games because oh lord five and eleven they went five and eleven they went nine and oh seven. nine and seven uh so what they've got Mister efficient at quarterback yes um Alex Smith Alex Smith <laughs> uh, I'd rather have Peyton Man and Alex Smith but continue well that goes without saying <laughs> um our buddy Matt. It's from KC, so we got to. I got to learn a lot more about KC than I probably ever thought I would. Um, but he, from what I understand, he had a pretty terrible offensive line, and he was still efficient. <laughs> so that's, you know, I think you improve that line, and uh, going forward next year, I think you got to, you know, I think especially if Denver is weakened, I think you can, uh, I think you make a play for that division. Um, they gotta find another receiver though, as well. They didn't have a receiver that scored a touchdown this season. Yes, that that's also what I learned this year. That is just how do you go sixteen games without receiver getting one touchdown? It's not like you oh only have God. one receiver. You have like six of them and zero get a touchdown. What the hell? You're telling me a lineman can't even catch a ball? You know, on a on a broken up play? I mean, come on! Wow, that's that has re. Ridiculous. It's been over a calendar year since a uh, chief res- uh, wide receiver caught a touchdown. And how much money is Dwayne Bowe making? Like $50 million? $42 million, I think. Oh, okay. The correct answer is too much money to not catch a damn touchdown. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's ridiculous. Moving on to the next team. Oakland over-under was 5. We both went under. You had 3-13. I had 4-12. and They finished the year 3-13. and Hey, I got it right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No surprise there, really, but, um, man, what can you say that hasn't already been said about this team? I mean, this team is just, we think the the Redskins are a mess. This, I mean, well, Oakland is such a mess, and they've been that way for so many years, you don't even talk about them anymore. Because like you 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 know it's happening. You're right. like oh, whatever. Exactly. It's like wake me when Oakland is good. Wake me when they hit about 500, which right. isn't happening anytime soon. They have their quote unquote franchise quarterback now with Derek Carr. You can say that. Um, and their backup Matt Shaw. Man, you but. you remember the movie Space Jam? Of course. When the monsters monsters came down and it sucked all the ability out of the <laughs> players. Someone space jammed Matt Schaub. There's no way you go from being a Pro Bowl quarterback to being this bad this fast. Barkley, Muggsy Bowles, Patrick Ewing. He got Muggsy Bowles, okay? <laughs> God, I'm sorry, Matt Schaub. The big Aussie, Sean Bradley. I mean, does Schaub still live in... Houston or Pearland or whatever. Okay, okay. Uh, Man, I feel so bad for him. He just, it was like a light switch. God turned that light switch, clicked it to off, and it was done. Yeah, he's like, well, you don't need this. <laughs> I think he, he had like five completed passes and like three or four turnovers this season. Jeez. It, oh, man, I feel so bad for him. And what, about a dozen eggs thrown at his house when he was in Houston? Boy, they really... They really turned on that guy. He did not deserve that. Um, no player deserves that. You're right. Uh, last team in the division, San Diego. Over-under was eight wins. We both went under. You had nine and seven. I had ten and six. And they finished nine and seven. So we both get that one. This is a, a surprising year for them, I think. Um, really? Well, apparently not for me. I think they're going to go ten and six. <laughs> 
They, uh, I think, I felt like they were, I felt like, felt like they were on the road to being, or they were following the path of the Pittsburgh Steelers that I thought. Uh, that they were going to fall off. Right. You know, they were going to get old and get old quick. Um, that wasn't the case this year. Um, and they kept it interesting all year. Had a resurgent year from Antonio Gates. Definitely. Oh, I should know. Fantasy! Someone's going to throw their headphones out. Like, oh, I can't. I'm done with these guys. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't thrown the computer. This is an expensive computer. and only thing we can record on. That's why. Uh, San Diego. I mean, I was high on them. I didn't go 10 and 6 to make the playoffs. Did they make it? No, they were on the outside looking in. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on to the AFC South. Start with Houston. Over under was seven and a half. We both went over. You picked them to go ten and six. I said nine and seven. They finished the year exactly nine and seven. Um, a great year considering that last year they only won two games. And considering that this year's team was almost exactly the same team <laughs> that went two and fourteen the year before. Um, coaching new coaching staff. The um, only thing different was the quarterback situation. That was it, and that was even more unstable than the, than the year before. You know, um, with Fitzpatrick going, he was in and stable out. until like he was stable for about the first eight or nine games, and then that was it. Yeah. Um. It, yeah, I mean Fitzpatrick, Mallet. End of the year with Keenum. Savage got some time in there. <laughs> Unfortunately for us. Um, Mr. Feet of Stones. Dad Lewis, did he get it? I think we, we would do No. Dad Lewis would have got in. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the quarterbacks made it. You know, he, he was able to make it through. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we went through, what, five quarterbacks during the year? Did we go through five? I, I think so. I Savage, Fitz, Patrick, yeah. Keenum, uh, Mallet. Mallet. I want to say there was another one. I think that was only four. During that game, where there was a game where I think we lost three quarterbacks. Mm. I can't remember. I'll have to go back and check it out. But, uh, yeah, this this team, you know, is still a quarterback away from being a true contender. They've got the weapons um, at receiver. They have the best player in the league in JJ Watt. Yeah. Um, so, question: Who's the starting quarterback next year? Um. Gosh, I'm gonna go because unless they trade up to get Mariota, there's no one in the draft. No, you can't draft a quarterback. And, and like, no, I'm saying it. that's it. There's either Mariota or, or uh, Winston. Winston, and I don't really want Winston unless he falls to like falls to us. Which right. is going to happen. And, and I, I said this in, a, in an earlier episode. Um, I think at this point, you can't, even if they, even if those guys are available, you can't draft another a, a rookie quarterback right now. I think you need a more stable veteran guy, you know, to get you through. Um, and that's, I think, where our debates about Cutler and Griffin came along. But, you know, those guys are established. Those, are, those guys know what it takes to be in the NFL. Um and this team is too talented right now to have to so rely on a year. Yeah, absolutely. Because you ain't getting better, you're getting worse. Uh, Indianapolis, over-under was 9.5 wins. We both went over. I said 10-6. You said 11-5. They finished 11-5. Both got that one. You get it exactly right. Uh, Andrew Luck, the best young quarterback in football? Or is that still Russell Wilson? I think you go either way. Go back and forth. I know we said this on a uh, previous podcast. If there's a draft and you're up and you have a choice between Luck or Wilson, I'm happy you're getting the leftovers. <laughs> right. I'm not going to complain. Can't go wrong either way. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was maybe – I think he's more consistent. Yeah, and – for me, luck is more consistent than Wilson. Yeah, and, and again, for me, you know, it goes back to, you know, being a, a traditional pocket passer. You know, I definitely 
um, prefer that right now over, you know, a, a more mobile. I mean, Wilson is is incredible, incredible quarterback. You know, his mobility, um, his his ability to read, you know, the defense and, and you know get the ball where it needs to go. But you know, Luck right now, I think for me is you know the, the top young quarterback in the game, um, and considering. Considering how much he's had to to live up to, you know, coming into that, coming into an organization that just had one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, mm-hmm. you know, play for 15 years. And he is that franchise right now. Yeah. If he ever is hurt, that team is going three and thirteen so fast <laughs> again. Again. <laughs> yeah. uh, next one, Jacksonville. Can we just do Jacksonville and Tennessee together? Because I've never had anything interesting to say. Jacksonville. Did we both go under on both teams? We went under on Jacksonville. I went over on Tennessee. You went under on Tennessee. So Jacksonville was five. We both went under at four and 12. Tennessee was seven wins. I went over eight and eight. You went under at five and 11. Uh, let's see. No, so Jacksonville went three and 13. So we both get that one. Tennessee went two and 14. So you win that one. Yeah. Once again, you went four and zero in this division. Nice I mean, it's just sad that these guys, that these teams, can't get a defense together. Um, can't get a quarterback. They can't get a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, for Jacksonville, you hope that Blake Bortles is that guy, but he really didn't show too much during this season. Yeah. And for Tennessee, you go in the draft, either grabbing Mar- Mariota or Winston. Or Winston. You hope for Mariota. And you just drafted a guy this past year after just drafting a guy three years ago. I mean, you know, if you're a young quarterback who's not a certain, you know, surefire top guy like Luck or Wilson or even Griffin, uh, you can at least count on being picked by Tennessee or Jacksonville because they're going to give you a shot at this point with the revolving door of, Young rookie quarterbacks that they have come in and go right back out. Right. So AFC, you went eleven and five. I went uh, nine and seven. So at least I made the over five hundred this time. Yeah. So you did you did great in your bets on your over unders. Nice work. Thank you. Thank you. Let me see what your total was. Go ahead and talk real quick. Why do math? Um. You know, at this point, the league. I don't think the parity was as great as it usually is. Um, I think your your standard teams made the playoffs, and the same teams you pretty much rely on to be terrible were terrible. Uh, I think there's been a lot of there's always been that talk of oh well you know each each year you know the parity each year you know really helps a lot of different teams, but uh, it just it kind of stayed for me. It seemed like it was status quo. So over the. For the entire year on our over unders, I went sixteen and sixteen, and you went you went twenty one and eleven. So boom, over we hit five hundred. That's all that matters. Got it. All right, ready to go on to the next portion? Sure. All right. So of course we at the beginning of the year we made our bets on who on all the passing yards, receiving yards, things like that. Mm-hmm. So you ready to start? Let's do it. Rack this up. Um, passing yards. I took Drew Brees at eleven to four. You took Aaron Rodgers. You got the win on that one. Yes. Only because Rodgers got hurt. That's true. Rushing yards. You're gonna win this one. <laughs> I had Adrian Peterson. He had I don't even think uh, McCoy needed to, all he needed to do was play two games. <laughs> I would have won that game. <laughs> you crushed me. Like I don't even think I'm looking at the stats right now. I don't think Pearson even shows up. How many games did he play? Like two? Two. Alright, so that one is a win on you. Receiving yards. I had AJ Green and you had Brandon Marshall. Uh, let's see. Needless to say we didn't pick the Number one overall. No, we did not. AJ Green finished with 1,041 yards. Brandon Marshall. I'm looking for him. He's got to be higher. No. Do you see him? He finished lower. Oh, he got hurt at the end of the year. Oh, that's right. right. And so did AJ Green. So. Yeah, AJ Green missed like four or five games with a toe injury. Yeah. Brandon Marshall didn't he have a bruised kidney or something like that? A bruised lung? So, yeah. 
So, so that is a win for me. Comeback player of the year. I had Clay Matthews. You had Troy Palomalu. Neither one of us won because the comeback player of the year is most likely going to be Gronk. Yeah. Uh, but I guess I think out of those two choices, I think you you're going to win that. You would win that one out of us two. I think Palomalu played better than Matthews this year. I'll give it to you though because Matthews' team went further in the playoffs. We should both just take the X for that one. Yeah. But I will gladly take the win on that one. First coach fire because you get the win on this one. You just because you picked first. <laughs> you picked Dennis Allen, who didn't even make it to uh, week eight. Yeah, no surprise there. And I picked Jason Garrett, who made made to the playoffs. No, no, you picked Jason Garrett, who got a contract extension. Yeah. <laughs> I five years. I want to point out right here. I originally wrote down Dennis Allen, and then when you picked him, I had to change it to somebody else. There's also an illustration of the middle finger. Uh, so it's being pointed in my direction. Not just one, my friend. Right. <laughs> uh, moving on. Worst record, I picked Pittsburgh as 75-1 to 1 odds, and you picked Jacksonville. So you beat me, even though... Who has the worst record? Tampa. Tampa? Tampa and uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. So you beat me on that one. Most impressed fan base. I picked Arizona. <laughs> you picked Buffalo. And neither one of us is winning that one. Yeah, they actually both improved. Yeah, Arizona made the playoffs, and Buffalo went nine and seven. Now, did we pick those teams because we agreed not to pick Oakland or Tampa? Did we? I don't know. It just seems like one of us should have picked one of those teams. <laughs> well, we both it just seems like it was one of those agreed upon. You know, all right, let's not, let's not pick the obvious. Yeah, team. it was a gentleman's a gentleman's wager. Let's right. pick the obvious. Um, Offensive rookie of the year. I picked Odell Beckham Jr. Wow. And you picked Mike Evans. And clearly, with a one-handed catch, you won that. Best catch I've ever seen. And I, I, If I remember correctly, I just we were looking through the draft list, and I just picked Beckham Jr. <laughs> and he didn't play for like the first three weeks. Yep, he was injured, right? Yeah. Defensive rookie of the year, you won this one going away. You picked Khalil Mack. I picked Jadavion Clowney. Oh, God. You won that one going away. Wow. Just because he played what, one more game? <laughs> At least one more game. Didn't he play the whole season? No, I was saying, all you have to do is play one more game than Clowney. You, you got it in the bag. Offensive player of the year, I went Cam Newton. You went Aaron Rodgers. So you went that one. Just because, you know, your guy is up for MVP and mine is it. Yeah. Defensive player of the year, you picked Richard Sherman. I picked J.J. Watt. I think you had the first pick, so... Did I? Might have. I can't remember. You might be right. Hold on, wait a minute. I mean, but regardless, I, I don't even think you could have foreseen this kind of season from this No, point. you had the first pick. Oh. I remember correctly. Well, I think I just wanted to not be obvious. Yeah. Uh, not a bad pick, but um, I didn't even see what... Have, you know, I didn't even see the type of season no one coming. Uh, MVP, I picked Peyton Manning with my Dark Horse of Aaron Foster. You picked Aaron Rodgers, your Dark Horse is AJ Green. You win that one. Yeah. Super Bowl matchup, you won this one. You picked the exactly Seattle against New England. I picked San Francisco and Denver. Thanks for showing up, San Francisco. Have a safe trip home, Denver. When, okay, so then the last time we talked about football, we made our our conference championship predictions. Mm-hmm. Should I have not picked... Because I picked the teams that were playing opposite of the two teams that you I picked. Yeah. I don't know why you did that. Um, I think just because of in the moment. You know, in that moment, I was I felt like those teams could have beaten Seattle and New England. Um, you, went the, you went against in both games. Let's see, overall... You just talked about it. Let's go to overall... Uh, our playoffs picks are doing. Let's see. Talk while I do some more math. Yeah, I think. Um, Five, six. You know, at the time, I or when we were discussing the actual games, I was I was a little more confident in both teams. You know, and uh, who is it? Who did they? Green Bay and uh, and Indianapolis, just because of the way they were playing at the time. Uh, 
But if you had said, no, you have to stick with the teams you picked in the preseason, I, 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 I just remember going, why did you stick with the team you picked? You, you can make money here. <laughs> yeah. uh, Lord. Yeah. At least I didn't put any money down. Yeah. We should put some money down. Both of us for the year for our playoff bets, picking teams for both six and four. So you bet with us, you made money. And now we're going to pick the last game. So, congratulations. We are both guaranteed to finish the playoffs above 500. <laughs> as a gamble, that's all you can ask hey. for. Break even and then some. And then some, exactly. Then some and then some. Uh, but it looks like our playoff podcast, our Super Bowl podcast, is going to be the next one because we're already an hour and five in. Good Lord. Good Lord. We are long winded. Alright, let's. What's the what? Huh? Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're on Twitter. <laughs> uh, special appearance from our ghost producer, Stephen Rob. Yeah, I just I just got word. We are on Twitter. Um, you can find me at ant underscore Garcia 288. You can find me at DQ327. You can find all of us at 288 underscore. We do what so, we can. Yeah. How do you like that? How do you like them apples? I don't. Anything else you want to say to the peeps? As always, thanks for tuning in. It was a blast. Uh, didn't expect an hour's worth of football talk from me. As much as I'm ready for it to be over with. <laughs> Never do. We always seem to go long. <laughs> like always, thank you for listening, guys. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies.